This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 194. Today, we talk about five excuses or stories that you tell yourself that can keep you stuck as a leader. Stay tuned and learn more. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders, and the missing logic in healthcare so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Well, hello, everybody. It's Tracy and Michelle. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Back for another incredible episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. Yes. So excited to be here. We're remote, thousands of miles away from each other today as we do this podcast. So it's uh, sunny here in California. It's not it's here, like in here in Michigan. In <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not sunny. And we still are having Mr. Winter visit us. So, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, you know, it hasn't been that warm here either. So it just is what it that's, is, right? That's right. We we generate our own sunshine. Yes, we, we do. Generate our own sunshine. We tell our own stories about what our life is like, right? That's right. And uh, you know, I'm and there are times, right? Like so today we're talking about kind of excuses or stories that keep you stuck. And we've all experienced those times where we just felt like we were stuck. Like in the mud, right? <laughs> no movement, you know, kind of where you just can't get any traction. You can't seem to move forward or get out of whatever it is that you're in. And just, you know, sometimes you feel kind of disappointed with the current situation you're in or circumstances. And I think probably safe to say most people have had that experience, wouldn't you say? Oh, I would say. I would say I had it recently. <laughs> I mean, it comes and goes, right? We all have that stuck, those stuck moments. And uh, yeah. it's part of life, actually, you know. And yeah. one of our beliefs is that we're all here to grow and evolve. And it's part of the process. And, um, you know, you can go through these times in a destructive way or a constructive way. So, you know, from a destructive way, you're you're running from the pain, right? And um, you like to stay in your comfort place and you don't really want to go through it. And, or you tend to be uh, constructive and you want to run towards more of the pleasure, right? what feels good. So it's good to recognize where you are and to know that your brain 
is there to protect you. It wants to keep you safe. So it wants to keep you away from those painful experiences. Yeah. And a lot of times it's kind of just where you've got your attention. Like if you're just focused on the negative or focused Mm -hmm. on the stuckness, right. Or sometimes it's fear, the fear of change is going to hold you there. And other times it's just what you're thinking, (laughs) right? And your brain controls a lot of these things, your emotions, right? Your fears, where you put your attention, what you're thinking, your beliefs. And that's all a part of our defense mechanism. Right, right. It's all a part of, you know, kind of fooling ourselves, keeping us from avoiding, you know, keeps us from avoiding conflict, uncertainty, anything that is potentially painful, right? We want to avoid that at all costs. And that's what our brain's doing. It's just kind of, you know, help generating those feelings of anxiety to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know. (laughs) You don't know what's in front of you, right? Don't go there. It goes all the way back to the caveman days, right? And, uh, And so we just try to avoid pain. We try to avoid uncertainty. And it kind of reminds me, Michelle, that story of the dog uh, sitting on the porch. I don't know if you've heard this now. So there's a story of this older man, and he's sitting on his porch, drinking some lemonade on a really hot summer day, and his dog is sitting next to him on the porch, and he's just howling, just this terrible howling, right? And the neighbor across the street notices this howling. And he's like, what is going on? And pretty soon over a little period of time, he's kind of like, it gets the better. Right. right? So he crosses the street, he goes over (laughs) and he says to the older man, he says, why is your dog howling? And he said, well, he contemplates, he goes, well, he's sitting on a nail. And he's like, well, why doesn't he get up and move over a few (laughs) inches here down the porch, you know? And that that older man, he just takes a sip of his lemonade and he smiles and he thinks about the question. And he says, well, it's because it doesn't hurt enough to get up and move. And that is the story of our lives, folks. <laughs> right? <laughs> we all do this. We all do this, right? We're stuck because it doesn't hurt enough to get up and move do the thing we've got to do to get us to the next place, right? Or think the thing we've got to think that will move us to the next place. So it's kind of our experiences with kind of making those excuses and telling ourselves, right, that we're stuck. And it's the things that keep us in that place. Yeah. So we can stay stuck or we can move. So And if you're like most of the tormented healthcare leaders that Tracy and I have the privilege to talk to quite a bit, (laughs) Um, we know that you're high achievers and that you're very dedicated to your leadership role, but these are uncertain times and it can feel fearful. It can, you know, make you feel just uncertain, that uncertainty right now of how long am I going to be in this place and um, exhausted. Many of you are just exhausted. And uh, you don't know if you have the energy to continue. You know, we were talking to a leader a couple of weeks ago and she's like, I got 26 years left. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> right. That could just seem mm-hmm. overwhelming. And so what happens is we can just get into these patterns where we can stay stuck, where we're not in enough pain, like Tracy said, and we can come up with some um, excuses that keep us there. So we're going to talk about the five excuses or stories we can tell ourselves that kind of keep us sitting on that nail and uh, not moving beyond it. So the first one 
is just believing that you're not in control of your circumstances, right? And it's really easy to fall into a victim role. I like to call them just having a pity party, you know, for myself. You can just kind of stay stuck there. So having that belief that you're not, you know, you don't have the agency to do anything about it can keep you stuck. Um, the second is um, I have to be there for my team 24-7. And that can be indoctrinated in us. And we also could have role models that have that have role model that, that this 24-7 accountability uh, means 24-7 accessibility. So how you look at what you need to do and who you need to be for your team can keep you stuck as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Another one is everyone else is, so I have to, too. It's kind of that follow the leader syndrome, right? If other leaders are working late, you're going to work late. If other leaders are coming in on the weekend, you're coming in on the weekend. If they're working during their vacation, you're working during your vacation, right? It's kind of like, well, if every other leader's doing it and I don't do it, right, then that's not right. <laughs> I'm in trouble, right? <laughs> um, and the other is I don't have the capacity capacity to learn something new. We know leaders that we've been talking to, their plates are full. They've got yep. platters they're carrying around, right? And they're they're so caught up in everything that's happening and the mental capacity that that takes to kind of manage those things that they feel like there isn't room for anything else. And that in and of itself can keep you stuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the last is I don't have time to invest in myself. So time is a commodity, right? Yeah. And we're so, you know, leaders today are so um, concerned about their teams, concerned about the patients, certainly that are being cared for by those team members and, um, and wanting to be there for them and putting everybody else in front of them, right? Yeah. And that's just at work. That doesn't even get <laughs> to the kids that have soccer practice and the husband that needs this or that or, you know, the spouse or the partner or whatever it is. We got all those home accountabilities as well, right? right and so right. we're giving ourselves to everybody else and thinking like, well, there isn't even a time, any time of the day for me. Mm -hmm. I don't have time. Right, right. Yeah. At the same time that we have these stories, we also know based on our conversations with leaders that you want to make a difference, mm -hmm. right? At the heart of all of this is you want to make a difference in your, with your family, in your organization, your community, you're driven to make a difference as a leader. Um, you continue, you want to continue your career in the profession that you're dedicated to, right? The one that you're passionate about. You don't want to jump ship. You don't want to make a change right now. You want to continue in the profession that you started in because you're passionate about it, right? It's a part of who you are. So that's another uh, aspect of that. Right. What you want. Right. And if you lost your passion, you want to find it again. So we talked to leaders where that's what they want. I want to, I want to, you know, find that joy and that passion in my leadership role again, in my profession role. Um, you also want to have strong relationships uh, with your partner, with your spouse, with your children and family. Like that's really important to you. It's a priority. So you want to make sure that you aren't neglecting those relationships because you know they're so important and you just want to have fun and enjoy life again you know just whew, let go and have some fun and let go of those worries and grow and evolve personally and professionally right like I said in the beginning we we know we're all here to evolve and grow and so we know that you really want to do that both professionally and personally 
Now, what you may not realize is these excuses are keeping you from behaving in a way that gets you to your desired reality or the outcome that you want. They're actually keeping you stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And you continue to sit on that nail, (laughs) right? (laughs) Even though you want these other things, right? You continue to sit on that nail because in your mind, it's more painful Mm -hmm. to do what you have to do to get off off of that nail. It's going to be more painful. There's going to be more struggle to do that, right? Or the other thing is you're on that hamster wheel. You're just going, running, 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 right? Um, And pretty soon, right? You know, you're not getting anywhere and you're going to get tired. Yeah. yeah. You're going to re- get really exhausted if you're not already, like some of you are. Yeah. Many of you are. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. you know, that hamster wheel, it's very familiar, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what to expect when you're on the hamster wheel and you know how it operates. Yeah. So even though it's hard to get off of it, there's a part of you that stays on it, right? Um, because it is scary. Mm-hmm. It's scary to jump off that hamster wheel. And you don't know what to expect, and you just uh, you don't know how to operate off the hamster wheel because you've been on it for so long. But again, then you're stuck. And what does that say about what you really, really want? About the outcomes that you want in your life, the the things that matter most to you. Um, you know, and if you are more committed to what you have, even if it's not serving you, then you are to then you are you're going to get what you always have gotten. You're, Got to get off the hamster wheel. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to get what you want, right? Staying on the wheel, right? right? Or sitting on the nail. But you know what? We're not pointing fingers, folks. (laughs) This is human nature. We're all like this. So just know that, like, you know, we can can, um, be really comfortable where we're at, even though we're not happy, even though there's pain, you know, we can still be comfortable. And it's that comfortableness that keeps us where we are. Right. Right. So the issue isn't really about what's happening around you. It's about what's happening inside you. Right. It's about these thoughts. It's about these beliefs or stories that you're telling yourself that are heavily influencing your actions or your behaviors and your uh, ability to move off the nail or out of the hamster. Right. Right. (laughs) So we're going to talk to you about three steps that uh, are helpful when you want, when you're ready to get off that hamster. Well, even if you're not, (laughs) the first thing is, um, is really be clear on what matters most in the season of your life. And I think the season of your life is key because again, it changes, it evolves. So all of us need to take time periodically just to say what what matters most to me right now for where I'm at and uh, what is happening you know in my life right now. The second is to increase your awareness of the excuses you make or the limiting beliefs you have. You may not even be realize some of the self-talk that you have or the limiting beliefs that you have. So it's a good practice to start being aware of those, paying attention. Tracy and I like to say, just keep a piece of paper by you and write down anytime you say, I don't think I can just write it down, capture that moment. What are you thinking in that moment? And then the third is to commit to releasing those excuses or limiting beliefs and to create new ones. So once you identify them, it's easy just to erase, just erase it, replace it with a a liberating belief or or something that's going to be more positive and keep you moving forward. Yeah. And it's about the commitment to that. I think that is so critical, right? right? 
And so you've got to be committed to recognizing these thoughts and changing yep. them, right? Recognizing the stories and creating new stories because you won't move into an empowered state if you don't do that, right? You'll stay kind of in that victim role, yep. right? Where you can really take charge. So it's just telling yourself a new story um, and seeing things around you differently. So you can uh, alleviate that pain, right? Eliminate the pain and get off the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. So um, here's some examples of how to flip some of the stories that we mentioned earlier, these excuses, these five excuses that keep us stuck, and just different ways to look at them, a, a, another story, so to speak. So the first was, I am not in control of my circumstances, right? And flipping that to, I control how I respond to my circumstances. So while you may not be able to change the things that are happening around you, it's all about how you think about what's happening around you, how you respond to it. Um, another is I have to be there for my team 24 seven, right? It's my job. To <laughs> <laughs> um, I can be there for my team without making myself accessible 24 seven. So it's not about not being there for your team, but it's about how you how you frame your availability to that team. Yeah. And another one is, um, well, everyone else is doing it. I have to follow the leaders in front of me. You can flip that. When you notice yourself thinking that, you can flip it to, I can choose my own path and my own way of doing this. There's nothing stopping me to just keep course towards my goals and doing it in my way, right? Um, Another one was, I don't have the capacity to learn something new. Tracy talked about that. Well, you can flip that into, I have the capacity to learn anything that is important to me. And especially today, there's so many ways that you can learn something you don't know about. It's, you know, when you, sometimes I think back what it was like, you know, a hundred years ago, <laughs> you know, it was, was a lot mm -hmm. to figure out how to do something new. And today it's so easy and just tell yourself that and then you'll figure it out. And the last one is I don't have time, that whole time factor to invest in myself. And you can flip that into investing in me is my most important investment. It's the most important one I can make is me and making that investment to, to myself. Yeah. So those are some examples and you can write your own yes. <laughs> as well, right? Um, but you know, what you may or may not realize is if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've got, right? And that's just that old adage. Just You can't expect different results doing the same things or thinking the same way. And I think holding these old beliefs, right, are going to keep you where you're at. So if you keep running on that hamster wheel, then eventually you'll be exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. And, and you, you won't have something different. So it all starts inside. Yeah, it does. And it all starts with your thinking. So new ways of thinking, mm -hmm. they can really open up the world to you and they can, and then the world outside world starts changing and it can happen really fast too. So once you just mm -hmm. look at your thinking and you know, it really helps to see how you've been holding yourself back. It isn't other people. It isn't the circumstances. Um, or it helps you see the limitations that are getting in your way. It helps you to gain a fresh new perspective. And this hap can happen every single day, getting a fresh new perspective every single day. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it can. It can. Yeah. And I, you know, I remember a time, um, you know, a while back when I felt kind of like stuck, right? And 
I, I mean, I had done a lot of things in my career. I was a director of interprofessional education in a global company. I was, you know, working with leaders across the country, but I felt like I was stymied, like I was stuck where I was at. I wasn't going to get to the next level of my career. I wasn't going to be able to advance or move in the direction that I really wanted to move in. And, um, I knew that I needed to further my education, right? I knew I had, I had accomplished a lot without an advanced degree, but that was in, a, in its own way, kind of keeping me, holding me back, right? And um, experience is one thing, but knowledge is another. And, um, and I knew that there was uh, some knowledge that I needed that I didn't have, but I felt at the same time, I didn't have the capacity to learn anything else. I was running 24 hours a day, right? Like I was leading. I was, I was, um, leading organizations across the country and healthcare transformation. I was, you know, working with teams. I was speaking internationally. I, my brain was full, right. right? And I didn't even know if I had the capacity mentally or physically to take it on. I'm traveling a lot and that type of thing. But I also recognized that it was how I was thinking about my capacity and that if this was something that was going to move my career to the next level, I needed to move beyond those thoughts that I didn't have the capacity to do this, that this wasn't possible for me. That the, it was all there for me. I just wasn't taking advantage of it. I wasn't taking the steps that I needed to make it a priority and to move it forward. So once I did that, like I just flipped that. Well, if this is important, I can do it. I'll figure out a right, way. Right, exactly. Right, and you just, I took the leap. I changed how I thought about it. I thought this is certainly possible. I just have to make some adjustments to make it happen, right? And I did. And, uh, you know, so it, it's, I, but it started inside me and recognizing the only thing holding me back and getting me out of that stuck place was me mm -hmm. and what I was thinking about. Yeah, that's such a great example, Tracy. Such mm -hmm. a great example. I think the other thing that comes to mind is just being entrepreneurs and what we've learned since we did make the leap um, out of corporate and into running Missing Logic is that, you know, there's a part of you that's so exciting when you start your own company. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> 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 and there's a part of me, there's a part of me that thought, well, this is going to be easy. We're just going to do what we love to do. <laughs> and then recognizing, oh, uh, we got a few things to learn about running a company and about how, uh, uh, what, how we're going to be in the world. And so we also have invested in several business coaches, uh, coach, some coaches that stretch us personally into becoming uh, our next version of ourselves. And some are business coaches so that we can really learn new ways, new strategies, learn from other entrepreneurs. And so that was, we've made several investments in Missing Logic to help us grow in that way too. And otherwise we could, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today if we had made those investments and had done that learning individually and together. Yeah. So yeah. it's that kind of really making sure you invest in yourself while you're building your company. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right? It won't grow if you yeah, don't grow, sure. right? It won't grow if you don't grow. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, too, about um, one of the leaders that we've been working with, um, and uh, she's just a brilliant person, right? A brilliant leader. Uh, she has her doctorate degree. I mean, she's leading initiatives, you know, global initiatives, basically, yeah. and doing phenomenal research and, and yet felt like she didn't, she wasn't a mingler <laughs> <laughs> that she, she had challenges. She felt right. 
being in groups of people, different types of people, and just being social with them, right? And kind of mingling, getting to know people and having, you know, what you might call small talk, right? Just yep, socializing. Yep. Um, and really had this belief, right, that she couldn't do that and felt stuck and and stymied by that, right? And um, and it's just been amazing how she's kind of flipped her story about, I can do this. I can have conversations with individuals. I have something to communicate that they would be interested in. And she has just really started to blossom. Now, it's a journey, right? Yeah. And at first, it was uncomfortable. She didn't want to get off nail. that nail. She didn't want to <laughs> say hi to somebody she didn't know. She didn't want to try to engage in a conversation. But now she's just having a ball, right? And she is just telling herself every time she gets into a situation like that, I've got this. I have things I can talk about. She's reading about different ways to engage people in conversation. She's trying it. She's doing it. And some of our other colleagues have been in these situations with her and are just amazed at how she has grown and evolved in this ability, right, to to be a mingler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> To socialize with others and how easy yeah. she's making it appear. Well, I think she's recognized when she's in that situation now. It's she's re, she's flipped the belief in her mind that she's in a practice yeah. field to practice mingling, and so it's not as scary. <clears throat> it's not as scary anymore to her. And trying new things yeah. like uh, asking key questions and just trying different things. So it's been really mm -hmm. great to watch yeah. that that happen yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. But it, you're right. It started with that. It starts with her believing yes. she can do this. Yes. Yeah. Right. That she is a person that can go into a room of people that she doesn't know and engage. Yeah. And uh, it, she just dropped that story like a hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think that is a wrap, Tracy. I think we yeah, went through our yeah. five excuses or stories that keep you stuck. We hope that you got some valuable tips with us today. And as always, we love being with you and sharing our lessons, yeah. our experiences, and appreciate you joining another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And we will see you on the next episode. Stay safe and healthy. Yep. Bye. enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.